Welcome to this episode of Seemingly Arousing Nonsense, Woo. a name provided to us by one of the best Instagram handles I've ever seen, at mm. French Fries and Fitness. French Fries oh, and yeah. Fitness. Okay. So thank you very much, French Fries and Fitness. It's pretty much my whole life. You Ooh. French fry, then you fitness, then you French fry, then you fitness. Seemingly arousing nonsense. You fitness when you're supposed like to French fry. <laughs> you're like going to have a bad time. What a befuddled wife like, says when she catches her husband watching porn, but she's got like other shit going on right now. It's like, mm-hmm. stop with the seemingly arousing nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. just go, go, go take the trash out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, w- I would be curious who is, uh, to take a poll on, uh, on Instagram comments, I guess, who is aroused by this podcast. Ooh, and tell yeah. us if they are aroused and why. 99% <laughs> of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Just, just are going to reply Cliff's voice yeah. Yeah. or Cliff's we arm. Actually, it's Cliff's uh, voice and Cliff's arm. We have a we have a surprisingly large ASMR community uh, on this uh, on this podcast. Yeah, they went in and like changed the cover photo for the podcast, and it's just that shot of your arm front and center from the stream. <laughs> oh yeah, and then oh, they just yeah. listen to the, all the. Co- we need to do that. Go actually, back and make a best cuts of Cliff talking. Cliff, I've got like a I've got like a new career path for you. Just like start doing YouTube ASMR videos. Like you just like you're flexing the bicep and then you're just talking. Then you're, you're talking giving yourself your a voice. haircut. You're eating hard yeah. pickles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love pickles. I think seemingly arousing nonsense is like if you're you're at the CrossFit games mm. and you see someone do like the no rep sign, like uh-huh. take the arms out. No rep. Uh-huh. And suddenly you're engorged, and you're like, "Wait a second! <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> I'm not sure what just happened here, but I've, apparently, I've had an awakening. Apparently, that has been the missing link in There's my, been my an sexuality. <laughs> Can you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you spend the rest of your the rest of your week at the CrossFit Games trying yeah. to find that 68 year old volunteer <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. How were the CrossFit Games? I literally, I feel like I'm still there. I haven't, I got back less than eight hours ago. Like P- PTSD, you feel like you're still there? Like I, uh, I, I, I mean, you can ask a couple different ways. I wonder which direction you're asking. Are you asking how were my CrossFit games? Are you asking how were the CrossFit games? Let's, I'm interested in you, Armin. Yeah, how were your CrossFit yeah, games? Let's talk about My you. CrossFit games were really interesting. I Did uh, you win? I, I did. I did. I won the CrossFit games. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I went. Were you, the, were you the only person vlogging from the CrossFit Games? Uh, no, <laughs> certainly <think> so. not. <laughs> no, certainly not. There were a lot of people with a lot of uh, gorilla pods. A lot of gorilla pods. Uh, but actually, I feel like the main like four people that I saw mm. uh, are all like established no, YouTube nice. channels. Yeah, nice. most of the other people that I saw walking around the gorilla pods were. Did you do any crossover? Any crossover vids? Dude, not only did any I cross collabs? over. Not only did I cross over, I crossed over to the biggest, baddest motherfucker of them all. Mm-hmm. I crossed over onto Craig Ritchie's mm. uh, team. Oh, yeah. Ritchie. I crossed over onto Team Ritchie. I need I to check out his is. thing there. Yeah. yeah. So my the my CrossFit team on games, YouTube. Yeah, biggest oh. team on YouTube. My my CrossFit games uh, was was pretty good. I slept on a couch mm. for seven days. Nice. And um, I was staying with uh, Justin with the Morning Chalk Up and his mm-hmm. team. Um, and that was a lot of fun. They're a really cool, cool bunch. The Morning Chalk Up, powered by SAN. Nice. That's right. And um, if you're not getting the Morning Chalk Up, if you and you like newsletters that tell you every day what's going on in CrossFit, he's mm. probably the best way to do it because there there isn't anybody else that does it. But he does it really well. So, nice. um, but I, I was saying with them, so it was nice because there he had actual press passes. So while I had a regular ticket to the Coliseum. He had press passes, so anything that was going on behind the scenes, he would text me and let me know, and anything that I saw, I would text him and let me know, and then we would like corroborate shit each night before their edition went out in the morning. Mm-hmm. So like we always had kind of like this open line of communication. It was like a very, it was a very good uh, working environment mm-hmm. because all of them were there to like work their asses off and get um, like up until three or four in the morning every night trying to get yeah. the the next day's edition out. And I was there to impede that as much as possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what if this? What if we <laughs> led with Brooke Ince? Yes. What? What? <laughs> yeah. So overall, it was it was a really good experience. Yeah. Um, the Craig Ritchie thing was really interesting because I was uh, I was just hanging. Out. It was Wednesday. It was the first day of the mm-hmm. CrossFit Games. Like a light day of traffic, 
and I was hanging out at uh, the Ramwad. It was they they literally built an igloo. Like they yeah. made like this big igloo with TVs Black and air conditioning. It was pretty cool. Dope thing. Cool. So I was hanging out there because it was shady and air conditioning. We were watching the events, and I saw Craig and his girlfriend Jazz like standing outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they're like Ramwad sponsored, so mm. they're just hanging out there for like fans and stuff to come. But whatever. I was like, oh, like that's that's Craig Ritchie. Like I'm just gonna go say what's up. So like I like left all my stuff. I went up and I introduced myself. And um, all your stuff was stolen. All my stuff was stolen. Yeah. So <laughs> no, my stuff was not stolen. So anyway, I just introduced myself and said, what's up? Like tell him like I've done content in the space for a long time and you know, they do some cool stuff and he was like, Oh cool. Thanks man. And he's like British. So just imagine he said, mm. Oh cool. Thanks man. But in a British accent, uh, can you, know? you give us a, just a taste of what that sounded like. Oh cool. Thanks man. No, that was perfect. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Big even time. you even shook Big your head time. like a Jamaican <laughs> like impersonator would do. Big time, thanks, man. Anyway, so British, I got it. <laughs> so See, I got a little bit more like Apu in there. That, well, that's which what also, it was supposed to be. Which also oh, supposed yeah. to be yeah, Indian. Yeah, yeah. Which with the head shake is extra racist. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you say that to me? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so listen, uh, this man has trained with authentic <laughs> Indian people in the past, like Hank Azaria. Correct. <laughs> Deep pull. The most well, no, uh, get ready for uh, next year's uh, brand- smash hit documentary. What's the problem with Armin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, anyway, so later in the like a long time passes, like every event of the day is over. They're about to start the marathon row and I am lost, like uh-huh. literally lost. I'm like, what? the fuck am i gonna do for the next four hours while they're rowing this marathon mm. like i've shot some stuff i should edit some stuff i should shoot some more stuff i was like what am i i don't know what the fuck i'm doing right now so i was just literally like wandering like like just stumbling through a desert wandering because everyone mm-hmm. had left at that point all no one was left because all that was happening was the fucking row and only people mm-hmm. watching the row were like friends and family of the people rowing yeah. makes so sense I was like literally stumbling through like this giant empty festival, like just mm-hmm. uh, picnic tables, empty uh, food stands, empty vendor stands, a big TV behind me, like playing the row uh, event to nobody. Yeah. The it question is apocalyptic. The like, question is how many things did you rub your dick on? <laughs> nearly everything. I almost got to everything. But anyway, then he, w- he wandered through. He found a Zoltar machine. He put a coin in, and he's just like, now you I want to be, be big. <laughs> now and you then know he woke up, goes. and he was, uh, he was a full-sized man the next day. So This is the scene we're painting here. Yes. Mm. As I was For those lo- listening at home, Armin is now Tom Hanks. I'll take it. Um, so as I was wandering through that, that desert of strange confusion, Craig and his girlfriend Jazz were just like kind of walking. They were about to leave, and we like kind of crossed paths, and literally this is what was said. Craig looked at me and said, you want to go deadlift? <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We, we just grabbed an Uber. The three of us went to a CrossFit uh-huh. gym like right down the street. Nice. And uh, and then uh, you want to go deadlift to turn into a set of 20, turn into three more sets of drop sets of 10, uh-huh. turned into uh, deficit or snatch grip RDLs, turned into like fucking uh, echo bike and box jump turned into gymnastics uh. imam turned into strict hands i was like craig what the fuck you said deadlifts like i am not fit I am, <laughs> there's no fitness in my bones right now like i'm i'm like tight i'm sore i've been traveling constantly uh-huh. he's like yeah i just want to loosen up a little bit and i was like uh-huh. what the fuck <laughs> is going on you're in you're you're in a way too good a shape right now like back off dude He's Which, still at that phase where he's enthusiastic about CrossFit and does Yeah, yeah, he's at the three-year mark, so he's, yeah, yeah. he's oh, right perfect, there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, side note, how much fucking money do CrossFit gyms in that area rake in from drop-ins? They will pay their month's rent yeah. uh, mm. over the course of a weekend. So was that gym like just flush with CrossFitters for the games there? Who it were it was, yeah. yeah. It was the closest gym to the Alliant Energy Center, mm. and it was 15,000 square feet, mm-hmm. and it used to be a doggy daycare. <laughs> so it was huge. Yeah. It was just like this giant open space. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the dogs are little dog run? Too. Did you run around? Was, was there a little fenced in area for you? <laughs> yeah, there was a little fenced in area for me specifically. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was my experience at the CrossFit Games. Overall, it was exhausting and it was cool and I had a good time. 
That's a gimmick, by the way, for a future CrossFit gym. You just have one area for big dogs and one area for little dogs. There you go. You know, people will get it. Speaking of big dogs. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Big dogs are hey, here. Hey, big guys. Dogs are back. Um, just been visited by the dogs. So you can. You're not going to be able to fit. <laughs> you can actually see that adventure on YouTube. <laughs> on Craig Ritchie's channel. Oh. And I highly recommend Scala's Nation go and spam the comment section. Yes. Scale is nation. Go Sweaty spam. Armenian nipples. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. please. Oh, <laughs> man. Come on. Uh, yeah, so and it was... It was be yeah. vulgar and confrontational. <laughs> yes. As, as you're a one to do. Yes. Look, we want to make sure we cultivate our fans here. Cultivate an awful reputation yes. in this community. Yes. That's not going to take much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to be the soccer hooligans of the CrossFit space. Oh, shit. Can we get, like, soccer jerseys? Can yes. that be a thing? Can yes, we have Scale as Nation soccer jerseys? Absolutely. <laughs> we should have Scale as Nation uh, branded Vuvuzelas. Oh, no, no. This is the fucking thing. So we get Scale as Nation soccer jerseys, but because they're soccer jerseys, they have a sponsor on them, and that sponsor mm. is Full Metal Jack. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so Daniel is moving. Yeah, that's and true. he has emptied out his entire home and found the devil's powder, <laughs> the full metal jacked. Uh, it's 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 here. It's powering us today. By the I way, we are can't up say anything. at a dumb hour recording this. <laughs> yes, one. yes, it's eight a.m. So early. we're a little bit a uh, little bit tired. Uh, it's a, another important note: ninety percent of the full metal jack that we took uh, all of that uh, uh, a year or plus ago is still in our systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't actually be it's, digested. It can't actually be metabolized by the human body. So it's, it's, still, it's still inside That's you. the actual thing. You know, it's, it's, it's not even that. It's, it's like when you take acid and it stays in the base of your spine. <laughs> and then like a couple of years down the line, you're just on a full metal jack trip again. Like that's, that's what's going on. I'm so glad I didn't ingest any of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you're going to have just one day seven years from when we took the full metal jack yep. you're gonna liver s- failure <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be in the middle of a conversation and your mouth will open and just black goo <laughs> will, sh- will shoot out of your mouth no it's actually gonna happen 40 years from now when your teenage son hates you it's because of the full metal jack that got into his dna and but like, and he that's is super jacked and that's why he turned out gay <laughs> Just because of it's the crazy that I, that we were able full to metal jack. Your son will be gay. <laughs> thanks to the full metal jack. Yeah, but I'm you'll be jack. That's all that matters. <laughs> I still haven't had a successful erection <laughs> since that full metal jack. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's weighing in. Um, take full credit. Yeah. So, how <laughs> other things happened at the CrossFit Games, guys? Yeah. How <laughs> were the CrossFit Games for other people? Uh, yeah. So, so aside from 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 dropping in during the four hour row to a gym, what else happened? You know, I uh, I like I said, I literally got back here eight hours ago, and I've been sleeping for seven hours and fifty eight minutes of nice. those eight hours. So I've had no time to decompress at all, like zero. Nice. Um, but I think. Overall, the games were chaotic is a really good way of describing it for all the athletes. Everyone that I talked to essentially said the same thing, which was because they knew almost none of the events Mm. in advance, it was much, much more, uh, it was much more chaotic. It was much more all over the place. Mm. Um, And it was that way for everybody during every event, basically. Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I mean, it was. I still, like I said, I haven't really had time to like break it down. There's some parts of the program that I, fu- I found to be like incredibly boring, and there's some parts of the program that were like really cool, and there's some parts that were kind of like threw me for a loop, like mm-hmm. um, just trying to wrap my head around it. So I don't know. I think I think overall it was pretty cool, pretty cool set of the games. I mean, nice. You know. So what was the most exciting event to be? Uh, you know, a game side for like what was it? What was uh, what got the crowd going? Um, so m- now here's here's another strange thing about the games. If you guys don't know, much like any other professional sport, watching the games on TV is much better than <laughs> watching it on in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the games in person is an exercise. Have you been in to a basketball game before? They just play basketball. No mm-hmm. one's talking the whole time. It's like yeah. you sit there in the stands and you just hear squeak. squeak Squeak, 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 squeak,
Exactly. It's really, it's eerie. It's mm. eerie, and I don't like it. You should never go to a basketball game ever. Yeah. Continue. So that's what it's. That's what it was like. Um, it's one of my core values. There is. <laughs> <laughs> there's. There's a. Uh, you can. You can experience the CrossFit Games better online than you yeah. can in person, and. That is uh, that is how I tried to experience mm-hmm. as much of it as possible. To yeah, be honest yeah. with you, because it, here's what was really strange. I I uh, I watched in person. I watched zero events at the North Park, which mm-hmm. was like the big outdoor stadium that they built. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched zero events there in person. I watched every one of those yeah. events online, and in person, I watched about two thirds or three quarters of the events that happened at the. Uh, Coliseum, mm-hmm. and I was asleep for all of them <laughs> because oh. there's something about that Coliseum that was lo- that was just putting me to sleep. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I could that do. That light I would, show was hypnotic. I would go. <laughs> I would. I would sit down. I was like a row off of the rafters. It was about as nosebleed seats as possibly could get. Yeah. And did not matter what the workout was or what was on <laughs> what was on the line. I could not stay awake inside that building. So, mm-hmm. uh, again. You're better off watching it online. <laughs> so if you're thinking of going to the CrossFit Games, just understand you're better off watching it online. Now, if you go, you're like, oh, I want to experience having gone to the games. That's a whole different thing. But if you're going to have the best viewing experience as a spectator of the sport, you're better off watching it online. Mm. So uh, it was it was it was good. It was it was cool. Like I think they had more outdoor events than they ever have in the past. Um, at least than they did last year mm-hmm. because, you know, in Carson, everything was outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the marathon row was like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. People just crying the entire time, <laughs> like literally just start crying within a few minutes of it starting and just crying for three hours. I'm like, you're going to be dehydrated. Uh-huh. You should probably stop crying yeah, at some yeah. point <laughs> and focus on rowing. They didn't show us the sh- show much of that on, uh, on CBS. They um, the, the tears. Yeah. Uh, the total was fucking bananas mm-hmm. uh patrick Vellner like accidentally pulling 595 super fucking easy oh does it accidentally he like, wasn't planning on loading the bar he had ne- no he'd never he he has never maxed his deadlift before so he mm. doesn't know what his deadlift max is uh-huh. and he pulled 595 like he could pull 650 yeah, yeah. like he literally <laughs> one just one take whoop, oh i saw all it. the way up to the top no it fucking came right problems. up yeah. yeah so he he's a monster uh yeah. willie george Willie George deadlifted five ninety. Willie George, five ninety. That didn't get in coverage yeah, because yeah. Pat Bellner did yeah, five he, more pounds. Five ninety five. About thirty seconds later. And he's Canadian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was very. It was pretty fucking crazy. Um, the thirty muscle ups for time was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, those long straps. The yeah, crit yeah. race was like just a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, you basically it was essentially just waiting to see, um, you know. Who was going to fall? There was no question about it. In fact, when I first walked into the stadium uh, and they had started the uh, they'd started the crit race, I ran into Travis Mayer and the rest of the Mm -hmm. demo team. And I was like, hey, guys, like what's going on? And he's like, oh, nothing. You know, just like watching this thing. We ran it yesterday. Um, We watched a bunch of pros run Mm -hmm. it yesterday. We watched them all do like time trials yesterday. I was like, "Okay." And then um, uh, Jessica Griffith walks up and she's like. Who wants to go watch him crash? Turn four. It's right around the corner. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go watch him <laughs> <laughs> They all knew where the turn that was going to make yeah. him crash was. And it was the last turn leading into the... And Speaking that's of where which, everybody crashed. That's where some people crashed. But also, there was a... Tr- I guess it was that. It was, it was pretty close to the end where Matt Frazier nearly went down. Uh, like, you know, he, he maintained it. And it's a pretty distant shot from that camera. But if you look at that shot, it looks like about the first quarter second of a hideous fucking crash yeah. is about to happen it was where about like to be a bloodbath yes where his like back wheel goes out and he like w- like wildly wobbles and then just happens to kind of land he, he going didn't, in the right direction he didn't just happen that's right he fitnessed of, his way he matt frasered motherfucked <laughs> it that's right yeah. he said no bike it was super you will close fitness with me yes. it was super <laughs> close <laughs> <laughs> he he did he did he nearly uh he nearly ended his crossfit career right there that's right <laughs> Uh, and then the next day, well, that would, so, that would have yeah, changed things. That would have changed things. Mm-hmm. In fact, he got he got super fucking lucky twice. Once mm-hmm. was not dying on the bike. The second was not dying falling from the top of the yes. cargo net, which yeah. he fell. And I was talking to Pat about this yesterday, 
and uh, who Pat has had. He had his own just like Pat Bellner esque weekend. Just uh-huh. anything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah. Um, but you know, Pat fell mm-hmm. on the bike, and instead of him being able to like correct his course, mm-hmm. in the process of his bike getting tangled up with another bike falling, they he broke the derailleur off of the back end, like the where uh. the gears. Actually, the thing that switches the gears, he broke that off the end. Uh. So he had to get off of his bike and sprint it down to where the rest of the bikes were. Uh And they're like, do you need a flat change? And he's like, no, motherfucker, I need a new bike. (laughs) 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 bike." So they gave him like a spare bike. So Uh, was he just too jacked for his gear change? No, I think I think what happened was someone turned into him. And as he was trying to like avoid avoid it another person like got caught up into uh uh, into like a fall and then that bike that fell like got into his bike ah and so it just like snapped the rear derailleur off um anyway so fraser not only avoided certain death by uh fixing his like you know incredibly sudden wobble at the very Mm -hmm. last turn on the very last lap he was uh, he was going over the top of the cargo net mm-hmm. when I guess he just decided that letting go is a much better <laughs> idea than anything else. He's and like, he, I'll swing down using my ankles to hold on to this <laughs> net. And he just fucking sent it, and he, yeah. he went straight down to the ground. The net caught him, so he didn't he didn't hit the ground super uh-huh. hard, but the net caught him in a way that could have like snapped his that, leg in half. Yep. That was the per. So. At the same time, Pat Vellner mm. fell. I, I yep. know you guys probably saw that, but that was a perfect example of the weekend for them to like <laughs> yep. every chance, like the fitness gods could save Matt yeah, Fraser, yeah. they did, and every chance they could fuck Pat Vellner, they did. Well, that's yeah. basically he must. He just has some sort of like uh, like uh, like Deal probability gem or something that every bad thing that is about to befall <laughs> Matt Fraser just gets sent to Pat Vellner at the last minute. Like he starts falling off the cargo net and he gets saved, and it just immediately gets thrown on Vellner. So, yeah, he corrects his because, bike turn and then yeah. bite. And then Pat Vellner's bike just breaks in half Pat, at the same Pat time. Pat fell the same exact way, yeah, yeah. except the net did nothing to help him, and he just landed right yeah, onto yeah. the fucking ground. You can actually go back and look at the video, and the net actively moves away from Yeah, the from net him. is like, not this time, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so Pat ate shit hard. Yeah. Uh, he got his bell rung. He was he was fucked. He like, he, he like had bruising on his lung he was he was like uh, really ridiculously uh, fucked off of yeah, that yeah. that fall um but he's, he was still able to come back and and the last thing that really happened mm-hmm. to pat Vellner that was just the cherry on top of the fuck you sunday that luck gave him <laughs> this entire weekend was uh on the very last event i don't know did you guys see this mm-hmm. on the very last event the, there was a yoke carry a progressively heavier yoke carry mm-hmm. and you had to increase the weight on your yoke um mm-hmm. as you were going through it so when he got to the first checkpoint where he had to add, you know, a bunch of 35s, he had to add 135 to each corner mm-hmm. of his yoke. He got to the checkpoint. He grabbed uh, the 35s. He grabbed uh, two of them and he like kind of like turned and like put them behind him to like lean them against the uh-huh. yoke behind him yeah. so he can put the ones in front of him on first. And he turned, put them behind him and turned back. And unbeknownst to him, one of his plates that he put behind him went rogue. And just started rolling. Oh, no. And then it's like you could see it like wobbling down and like turning left across the thing. And you're like, oh, it's going to lose momentum and like spiral into his lane any moment yeah. now. And instead, it fucking stabilizes itself and just <laughs> blitzes across its every lane of competition. And he's like, so he's putting, and you, you, you can That's see. That's literally what happened. You can see like, like he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. No, his plate's gone. It's like, what the fuck is going on? You look at him and he's like, he turns <sighs> to put the last plate on and he sees his plate as he's turning. He sees his plate veer left across <laughs> every lane. And he's like, motherfucker. He just starts sprinting after it. <laughs> Boz sprints in uh-huh. from the sidelines because, you know, that plate could fucking kill somebody. Yeah. And like as Boz is about to get to it. Uh, Vellner catches it and he's like, I can't believe, fuck, I can't believe this is happening. Like, <laughs> so what his, the hell? his plate stabilized itself in the role, not unlike Matt Frazier's bicycle, which is mm. why if you review the Correct. tape yeah. and you look into the stands, Severus Snape is actually there with a <laughs> wand. Mm. No, no, just making this all thing this I, happen. I've actually figured it out. Uh, like Matt, uh, Matt Frazier is a uh, deep cut X-Men reference, long shot. Mm. He's a luck vampire. He is taking right. he is taking luck from elsewhere and then utilizing it himself. Someone checked: Does he have six 
fingers. <laughs> it's so Vilner had the you know the fucking disaster on the bike, the fall from the cargo net, and the plate run away from him. But you forgot to mention the goddamn sea monster that got a hold of him on the swim. <laughs> he got oh. out of the water for the paddle, and he's like. Did nobody else have to fight off a fucking six-foot octopus? The <laughs> 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 motherfucker just kept pulling me down. <laughs> he, he gets out of the water. There's an, a knife in his teeth, <laughs> like, just covered in blood. And, like, and ink. Just, just little yeah. fucking hickeys. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back with, like, a pirate tattoo yeah. and dreadlocks. You're like, dude, it was a 500-meter swim. It was like... Six and a half minutes. Like, what happened? You make it to the other side of the swim. There's just a man-sized fish upright with two little feet sticking out of its mouth, just running all <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what it was like for Pat Belner. In fact, he was like, he was like, uh, he was telling me, he's like, I would, I would go to backstage to hop in the ice bath, and people were making jokes like, don't leave Pat alone. He might drown. (laughs) 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 That's incredible. Yeah. I'm so glad there's somebody there to make that joke. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of that. It was good. It was, it was was cool. So let's see. And then the the second day of competition was like the, uh, the battleground event, which was like the obstacle course thing. And then they did, uh, the power, the, the speed ladder, the clean and jerk speed ladder, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an event that you'd think I was again in the Coliseum. You'd think there's no way I could fall asleep. I definitely <laughs> fell asleep during that event. Um, <laughs> I, I slept through the entire women's ladder, mm, uh. like the entire women's ladder. So, yeah. uh, but it was, it was cool. I guess Matt Fraser missed a clean and jerk like three yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Yes. he sure did. How's remarkable. that? How's that feel? Yeah. T-Rex Paulson had him shook, man. No. Yeah, he was like, he was like, what the fuck? Who are you? You beat me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Red ponytail guy. He's like, I'm going to make sure that you fall off of a pull-up bar later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now we're starting to yeah. see like, some connections yeah. the fucking here. see the yeah. patterns yeah. emerging. And then Friday night's event was Fibonacci, which was fine. Uh, I watched that from the house because I just definitely wasn't going to be that awake event long enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely loses its luster when it's not the last event. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was mad boring, fam. It was yeah. it was definitely boring, and on top of that, like I don't know what Dave Castro was hoping for, but the I don't exact think same results. I don't think the exact same result was what he was hoping for. Yeah. I don't think he was hoping that instead of one person finishing it, only four people finish it this yeah. time. It's like so. Welcome to Friday Night Fibonacci. Yeah. Until until thirty percent of the athletes finish this event, we're gonna keep repeating it. It's gonna be right. every event at the CrossFit Games until thirty <laughs> percent finish it. Yeah. I, I just felt bad for Logan Collins because he finished it last year. He was the only one that wasn't there trying to redeem himself. All he had to do was like live up to his past like mm-hmm. fit self. And, and he, he damn did. near didn't, though. <laughs> well, he, he did. And then Matt Fraser was like, remember last year when I almost finished this thing and I wasn't trying? Well, here's what it looks like when I try. <laughs> it's like a minute and a half faster than yeah. the second place person. Yep, 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 I was yep. super impressed with how fast Noah took off on those lunges. Yeah. That was the only thing I, I really took away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that man, that short, short man lunches that fast dude noah had a had a strange day one as well like Biffed it he mm-hmm. he actually his bike literally the pedal just broke yeah. off as he was pedaling the Too pedal just like for bikes just bye see ya mm-hmm. not working anymore hope hope you had a good one <laughs> but now you're starting in last place <laughs> it's like oh sorry this this pedal we we can't get them all on there, you know. We only have so many volunteers, but better luck next year, Noels. <laughs> yeah, it's it was very strange, but he pressed 220. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dear that, God, that's almost a respectable that, man number. That is a that is a D battery pressing 220 mm-hmm. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um, and to everyone that was like, oh, there, there's gonna be like 10, 15 people pressing 225. Like everyone's gonna press 250. Like. You're really fucking wrong. Like yeah. you have no perspective as to how hard it is to press any amount of weight overhead because yeah. that shit was rocking people's worlds. Yeah, Craig Kenny got two forty. Two forty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. he got two forty. Again, He's almost, a almost, and he almost this got close to a respectable number. That's right. Yes, Get them. so close. Mm-hmm. But the they dead- all out deadlifted you. Yes. So the deadlifts were impressive, though. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, the deadlifts were really impressive. Scott yeah. Panchek's fucking squat, dude. That was pretty cool. Yeah, five hundred. That was that was great. He's the only guy to touch that 500-pound mark. Yeah. Stupid. Just yeah, stupid. Was 
Um, yeah, and then let's see. Saturday and Sunday were interesting days. Saturday was like, uh, what was the first event on Saturday? I don't remember. Something. Swim. Something oh, that's what it was. It was <laughs> the the tri plus whatever the fuck that Madison triplets. It was the swim paddle run thing, right, right. which was fine. Um, but then was the best fucking event of the entire weekend, in my opinion. Yep. It was chaos. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos was was fucking radical. And it, yeah. it showed, not only did it, was it awesome, but it proved two things. Thing one, an event like that is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Thing two, no one should ever give Dave Castro a microphone ever again. <laughs> because the way he described the workout yeah. made it sound like the worst possible idea. Like he, yeah. the way he described it, what to the athletes was basically you're going to go on the field. You're all going to line up. There's going to be something in front of you. Three, two, one, go. You'll know what to do. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, what does that mean? He's like, yeah, your judges will tell you when to stop. And then there'll be another thing in front of you. And your judges will tell you when to stop. And it's like the way he was describing yeah. it made it sound like a shit show, made it sound like there's no fucking way it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And, um, it turns out that it actually worked out decently well, and it was fun to watch. It was mm-hmm. really fun to watch. And that's a, another reason, by the way, that you should be watching the CrossFit game on the television and mm-hmm. your, your Facebook as opposed to in person. Because when you're in the stadium, they're, they can't say what the event is. Mm-hmm. So you just experience it in confusion. You just like watch them do things. You don't know how many calories mm-hmm. they're skiing. It was like ski, burpee. Uh, dumbbell overhead squat, pistols, box jump overs, and then like pull the slug sled thing over. Yeah. And it was like, as a as a person in person at the park, you had no idea how many calories they were rowing or skiing. You had no idea how many reps they were doing of anything. Mm-hmm. You just knew that they were they're making their way through like a chipper. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're watching it on the the broadcast, Sean Woodland was very kindly telling us how many reps they were supposed to be doing at each station. Yeah, see they're like, he's like, and the athletes don't know this, but they are going to ski 35 <laughs> calories. And you're like, oh, cool. 35 calorie 35 ski, I think, is. is where they're starting yeah, off yeah. with. Um, uh, best moment, though, was watching uh, Matt Frazier and Brent Fikowski <laughs> do burpees next to each other. Oh, yeah. With Matt jumping up to touch the ribbon and Brenton's feet never leaving the Just ground. Sweep, sweep. Touch. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. That was a that was a cool event. I really enjoyed that event. I think that style of event should come back to the games every year. I think yeah. they should have a chaos every fucking year because it was so good. Yeah. It was so well done. And um, it's such an interesting test to see someone get out there and try and overcome something like that. That yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it should be a staple. Like the way uh, ladders, like strength ladders mm-hmm. are staple. And like a long event is a staple, they should have like a chaos, chaos event as a staple. Because yeah. no, that, that be format cool. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, to take a step back from your experience of the games to just the games as a whole, uh, in some interesting finishes. Laura Horvath. <coughs> That's came right. Came out of nowhere. The 2019 CrossFit Games champion, That's Laura right. Horvath. That's interesting. Right. Uh, Tio. If Tio still wants to win, Tio will win. Yeah, that's a that's a bold sentiment. I'm yeah. going to agree with Chase on this one, but mm. Laura was very, very impressive, and she has the right yeah. coach for it. So, um, Michelle Latandra. Michelle Latandra. Yeah. I think the the difficulty here is is twofold. One is it's very difficult to say that a rookie performance is not. Um, it's it's impressive, but it's hard to say it's not a fluke because mm-hmm. the BKG. programming. The programming every year <laughs> changes so much yep. that it's it's really tough to be like, okay, well, this person has all the skills necessary. Mm-hmm. Like with Fakowski and with Vellner, their first year they went fourth and third. And you can kind of tell like, yeah, they, they have a wide breadth of mm-hmm. skills, but it's hard to tell whether they were going to be able to repeat that the mm-hmm. following year. And they did better the following year. So it's yep. like, okay, cool. Like. Now we know you're the real deal. I think it takes a couple years to like really tell. Laura Horvath has placed second at the Dubai Championships as well as the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. So that's two really big pieces of data. Yeah. And she's being coached by Michelle Latton. And she has uh, youth and athleticism on yeah. her side. Oh, yeah. so she's she has the fact that she's relatively undeveloped here. She, exactly. needs, she needs to get way better at doing basic CrossFit stuff, she's like barbell cycling. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a lot more... She can, she could get a lot more jacked. Yeah. As compared to Tia, 
Laura Ho- Horvath, not very jacked. She's just way more jacked could happen. She has yeah. a very weird body type. It's what? like her armpits are attached to her, the top of her hip flexors. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm missing. <laughs> um, I wish I could show you guys what I just did. Yes. That perfectly <laughs> represents it. it. For those, there for those will, listening at home, Chase leaned forward slightly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I will say about Laura Horvath is this, which is she was winning events on Sunday, which is really interesting because other people came out and like had, there were people in the past and obviously she had a much better finish than say like Noah Olson's first year at the games, you know, didn't end up on the podium or anything like that. But one of the things early on in the weekend, you know, as I was thinking back on like Noah's first time at the games and other things where they took an early lead and, you know, had seemed to have a lot of capacities a bunch of events that were working for them and the question in my mind was was she going to continue to be able to perform on Saturday and on Sunday could she handle the volume of the weekend or was and was it just a cluster of events that she was good at at the front which put her you know into that first place position Uh, so it was interesting to see her kind of at the beginning feel like oh this is sort of a fluke a new person out front you know did well in these events and then by the time Sunday rolls around not only is she still hanging but she's still winning events on Sunday, uh, finishing ahead of the entire field. Body hasn't broken down yet, um, you know, uh, winning different kinds of events and obviously still ends up, you know, uh, on the podium at the end. And that was the thing that was really impressive to me is she think, you know, just seeing like she seems, you know, not only to be legit in terms of the different things she can do, but she already at 21 seemed to be able to handle an entire weekend's worth of competition without falling off. So yeah, yeah. She, that was very impressive. And there is that. There is also the fact that the events that were just sort of out of the box tests of raw capacity were the ones where she was doing the best at, whereas she finished top 10 in every single event through the weekend except for one. Uh, and that was the speed clean and jerk ladder. Mm. And watching that, the only reason she didn't actually break through that first heat, she got she 21st tripped. place. No, <laughs> well, she tripped. That's part of it. But two, she's just, her technique was too good. Basically, she was just doing a power clean dip drive overhead. And had she just kind of, you know, gripped and ripped it and done the yeah. messier technique necessary for that speed thing. She had made it through into the next heat. There. On the women's side of that uh, clean and jerk ladder, it was very light. The first round was very light, so it was like lightning quick for the uh, the women. Now, again, I was asleep, so I heard <laughs> I heard that from from Fikowski. Yeah. So I didn't really I don't really know if that was the case, but that's what Fikowski said. Mm-hmm. So I believe him. He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, Laura Horvath was was very very impressive. V impressed. Yes. Um, you know, this was impressive. The jacked elf, uh, Amanda Barnhart, mm. was very impressive. She was. Yeah, she was Jack very Dark impressive. Elf. Yes. Now so she's she's an elf from like the chin up, and she's a super jacked person from the chin down. So like little Legolas head on top of a jacked. Body. I was I was very surprised by Amanda Barnhart, um, and her inability to climb that pegboard. I know, that was, yeah. that was interesting. That threw me for a loop because I was like, you are so fucking fit. Yeah, How yeah. have you not tried this? Like, you qualified for the games yep. nine weeks ago. Yep. How have you not once given a pegboard a shot? And I, and she also is so clearly, at least from a, her appearance, appears to be very, very uh, built in the upper bodies. You know, her yeah. arms are jacked as fuck. And so you would think that she would be able to, you know, maintain those L arms getting up that pegboard but it really didn't it looked like either her arms were completely shot which might have also been the case just over the course of the weekend also it just didn't look like she had ever really tried to go up a pegboard before so yeah definitely she was a very sad elf during the last event v disappoint v disappoint um so yeah i mean on the women's side t claire to me fucking destroyed everybody's soul uh she's pruning it too she did like she just figured out at one point she's like well i can't lose if i just keep coming in fifth yeah <laughs> and i'm not going to do anything else and she <laughs> uh she only ever placed out of top 10 once and that was on the marathon row she got 14th everything else is basically first through sixth with one 10th place finish on the handstand walk mm-hmm. um so tia Claire to me i think i think did we call it on the show that she was going to come in and fucking dominate yeah yeah good yep. because that's that's how i felt the entire time um i was wrong about who was I wrong about? I was Brent wrong about Fikowski winning. I was wrong about Brent Fikowski winning. <laughs> I was wrong about Brooke Wells. I thought she was going to fucking plummet down to the bottom of the leaderboard, mm. but uh, 
she was very impressive throughout most of the weekend, except for the fact that yet again, third year, mm-hmm. fourth year, fourth year in a row, cannot climb a pegboard. Mm. Not for the life of her. Just yep. whatever there is about pegboards and and her ability to do things in <laughs> fitness world, they, they just don't align yep. for some reason. So uh, Brooke Wells, very impressive performance One across the, the entire weekend. Would not have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. Um, <laughs> and then I, mean, thoughts. I guess what I know. I, I wonder yeah, yeah, what yeah. these yeah, thoughts please, are. Expand please upon them. Expand upon these thoughts. Wild, wild accusations are about to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Put your tinfoil Let's hats on. Let's get into it. No, man, I don't, have, I don't have any tinfoil hats. I just think that it's really interesting how comfortable she seemed on those parallel bars. Uh. <laughs> um, so maybe you know, maybe it's. Just a matter of being really well prepared for an event that no one expected happening. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But at the same time, you know, she also had no doubt uh, could have had lots of opportunity, <laughs> lots of opportunities to prepare for a pegboard. And it just doesn't look like. Yeah, it doesn't look like either. that one happened. So, it, so that's what that's the thing. I don't want to I don't want to make any strange accusations when there isn't any proof of anything. Going speaking on, so. speaking of accusations, let's talk about Camille LeBlanc Bazinet's shoulder press. I know you've already done a video about oh, it. Her, her 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 quote unquote strict press. Her her press was fucking garbage. Listen, yeah. and if it was you embarrassing. Ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, that was, yeah, hats man. off the CLB, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's so interesting to me because there is uh she was may, might still actually be but she was on the level one seminar staff yep the shoulder press is one of the nine foundational movements yep. every judge who's judging an individual athlete is either on the level one or the level two seminar staff yeah. so that's how they pick they pick people who they pay to teach people mm-hmm. how to do this shit. No. And they could not get a consensus as to what a shoulder press was. <laughs> and so they just they just like let shit fly for no goddamn reason, yeah. including Camille's weird ass like half press to rebounding press. That's one thing. It's one thing when you see someone who does uh, tries to do a strict press and they kind of float the bar a teeny bit, but it's still in contact with their shoulders and you, they kind of pull it down into themselves and then get the go, then, right. then go. Like I could see that flying. I could see that being like that's kind of hard to call. Yeah, like Tanil did that and pressed 150. Yeah, exactly. But it's like when she's lifting it and you can see three inches of daylight off her shoulders and then re-dropping the bar onto her shoulders and then pushing up a second time. It's like there's just no... There's just by no one standard would that be a strict press, and she just got away with it two right. rounds in a row before they corrected her on the third. Right. And you could, if she'd done that once, you could uh, chalk it up to maybe it was a fluke. Maybe in that first attempt, there it was she was just trying to get a little bit of a bounce there, but maybe there's a little too much daylight, whatever. But she was highly consistent in that technique. It yeah. went up yeah. precisely yeah. three and a half inches <clears throat> every single time there. Yeah. This my, is my, well practiced. My favorite thing about it was. After the after it was a boss came over and talked to her judge and then her judge told her she just like all smiles and then went and attempted it <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. knowing well, she wasn't going to get yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Camille is a smart competitor. You know that she did that shit on purpose because no one ever told them that they can't do that. Uh-huh. And so my understanding is that the press standard, the only rule that mm-hmm. they dictated to the athletes. Legs Try and wrap your out. brain fucking around this, by the yeah, way. Yeah. The only rule they dictated to the athletes was your knees cannot bend. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm. Sounds right. It makes no fucking sense. Like, why don't you say you can't get on your toes? The bar can only move up. You can't open and close your hips. Like, why not load it on your back? <laughs> well, yeah, who the fuck? Well, the only rule they told them was you, you can't you can't bend well, your knees. I think that's a fairly standard rule that applies both in the... Uh, you know, I think in the bench press and powerlifting, but also in even the you know Mark Ripito has his own strength lifting. <laughs> the, press there. the press 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, the press 2.0. But he has in comp- some competitions with a strength lifting league or whatever. But yeah, one of the most straightforward rules to have for that is any downward movement of the bar once it has left your shoulders is an immediate no rip. There. Correct, mm-hmm. and uh, that just only makes sense. But again, they were given real fucking vague rules. And uh, Camille took advantage of that shit, and mm-hmm. she should. She should. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a competition. She should. It's just a fucking shame when she's getting away with it. And you're yeah. like, God damn it! Like anyone can see this and see that this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. There, the whole weekend was very very interesting uh, on the judging and and uh, you know decision making side. There's very little. Um, 
I'm going to make a video about this eventually, but there's very little uh, transparency from Mm -hmm. CrossFit. And there was major things going on behind the scenes, changing scores and fixing issues that Mm. they don't ever talk about. Like, for example, all the athletes were essentially told that if they get a zero on any of the individual lip uh, lifts, they are going to be DQ'd. Like Mm. the minimum work requirement for the total was you have to get one successful lift on each Mm. the squat, the press and the deadlift. And they were given minimums. So you had to start with what was on the bar minimum you mm-hmm. could add but you can never go below what was on the bar um but uh uh james newbury zeroed his press mm. and yet continued on the rest of the weekend nice right so they were just kind of like mm. uh, somehow he was able to argue his way out of that that minimum work requirement mm-hmm. on the um on the uh battleground the obstacle course the minimum work requirement was you had to get both hands on the last monkey bar before mm-hmm. time was called mm-hmm. and one athlete was zeroed justine beath was zeroed because of it so she her weekend was over um which sucks i mean you make it through all the way through that fucking marathon row yeah. only to get mm-hmm. dq'd on the next event yeah but uh, based off of the broadcast, and it was really hard to tell, but based off the broadcast, it looked like there was a lot of athletes who mm. weren't making that mark, and then all of them continued on. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really strange issue. For example, there's also in the uh, like the bicouplet event that happened on Saturday night, the the um, the snatch bar muscle up or snatch chest bar pull up. There were two scores that were that were changed after the mm. fact. Katrin Davis' daughter's score was changed after the fact because her judge made a mistake and called her back after she finished her last bar muscle up. And then, um, E church, her, oh, yeah. her score was changed after the fact, because instead of doing nine chest bar pull-ups at the end, she just did six and bounced yeah. and her oh, judge yeah. didn't call her back. So they yeah. just added on time. But it's like the fact that there's no transparency in this is really uh, a big problem because it leads to there being no set, um, uh, uh, precedent, mm-hmm. right? You can't point back at something and say, "Hey, you did this in this situation, therefore it should help me." Because we yeah, all yeah. fucking remember at regionals, it's always, "Oh, whatever the judge, like the the judge's call yep. is a hundred percent right." And it's like, "Oh, well, they counted." And remember that um, pull up wall ball workout they did? They did like the pull up wall ball, and they did like the pistol power clean workout mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Well, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of people whose whose judges were like miscounting their pull ups, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, whatever. I'm sorry, it sucks for you. Like the the ruling on the field stands. Like we can't go back and change mm-hmm. it. But it's been two years in a row yeah. that they've been changing judging errors um, to try and normalize scores. Yeah. So the fact that there's been no no transparency leads to the fact the the um, lack of a precedence that someone can point to when they are the victim of a mistake like that, Mm. which is a shame. Like they should be transparent about this. Like if they're going to make it a real sport, they need to have some sort of transparency with the, with the judging. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so that, that part of it was a little strange. Yo. Yep. No. Chase has to go. I have to dip. Oh, Uh -oh. right. Chase is going to get on an airplane right now. Bye Chase. He's going to be talking to us the whole time. At Chase 504. (laughs) (laughs) At Chase 504. Support the homies. Have fun, dude. All right. Later, dude. Later. Um, Bood. 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 It's like dude and boo at the same time. Later, Bood. Later, bae. It's like for your romantic friends. Yeah. Oh, you're going to steal some of Katie's gum as well? Yeah. Yeah. What the... the It's like... Honestly, it's like having a kid home from college. (laughs) Like, he comes home. He, like, leaves his shit around. He does laundry. steals our shit. He borrows my clothes. Like, (laughs) man, it's crazy. He wears the same shoes that I wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a fun time, son. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to call when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so overall it was it was pretty it was a pretty uh pretty good weekend. I mean there's the last day is where I feel like things kind of like mm. went off the rails in a strange way. Like the Hansen walk event and the last event to me, there's something I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. There's something about it about those two events that just doesn't feel good like they don't Mm. feel they feel like 
clunky. They don't feel elegant. They don't feel like they yeah. fit there. They feel like they were just kind of shoved in there. I don't know. The, the, the last event with the yoke walks was kind of exciting. That's kind was, of an exciting way to end the thing. It I was think. exciting. Yeah. It was a little clunky that they had to add the weight themselves. It was a little strangely put together. Um, like I felt like the pegboard and the thrusters were essentially meaningless for everybody except for the people who'd failed them, right? Mm. So the workout entirely came down to one segment, which was that last set of the uh, the the yoke walk, and it just it was it was a cool event, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's the type of event. The, both those events are the type of event that you can do in the in the stadium, like mm-hmm. at the park outdoors, yeah, yeah. and I feel like that handstand walk especially is the type of event that we have usually seen um, at the uh, at the handstand walk uh, happening outdoors. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I guess I'm just kind of like. I don't I did, know. I enjoyed the hands the handstand walk event specifically I thought was interesting. I like things where you can kind of see the theme or the logic behind it right away. Heavy uh heavy double unders directly into an obstacle course with a new element introduced to the games being the parallel. That's that that felt that feels good to me. It feels like exactly the kind of workout you want to see at the CrossFit Games. It introduces a new element in the parallelettes that maybe people are going to have to train. We're going to see that at regional end up popping up at regionals next year now. And I liked that. Um, I just I feel like I feel like the uh, the I don't know. I think both of the I actually wasn't as excited about the yoke event until like Matt Fraser beat everybody by a significant amount of time because it felt like a kind of a a non event for the ending again kind of a low or a, a slow march across the finish line not unlike the overhead kettlebell walk last year but there wasn't really a, a big interesting race that was going on but then when Matt Fraser kind of came out and blew away the rest of the field at the end he cuz he won by a pretty significant margin on mm-hmm. that last event that, mm-hmm. then it suddenly became exciting for me <laughs> I- Sorry, can we just note this real quick? Yes. Katie, Katie is, is being an incredible host and, and serving us iced coffee right now, which is fantastic, because it is 8 in the goddamn morning. It's ridiculous. So this is the low-energy CrossFit But, but it's, uh, it's not just like... It, it, we, we got the cold brew. We got some water. We got some Pellegrino. We have some very nice glasses. Like, That's right. It, 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 it was a continual thing as yes. it was building here. Yes, this is good. I like it. Excellent. <laughs> and uh yeah my, my my main thought on the uh the events are i think we have officially too many events why because with the number of events it allows too big of a margin to be acquired at the end by matt frazier and therefore is unexciting that's right at the very end i at think at this that point what they should do is they should they should do a, a weird countdown type workout right so like you have you have like a handful of events you have planned the entire weekend available. The moment that Matt Fraser is no longer in the lead, there's only three events left. Mm-hmm. So once Matt Fraser is out of first place, there's three events remaining. So it could be the workout, the the games could end on Wednesday. Like if he fucks up the first event and he's in like 10th place going into the, the second event, it's like, oh, well, we only have three more events today. Sorry. Like, good luck. If you're not in the lead by the end today, you're not winning the CrossFit games or... It's like it could go until the following Thursday, <laughs> just a week and a half of him like battling and battling and battling. And then finally, he's like not in the lead for once. And they're like, all right, now we have three events left. Yeah. And it's uh, it's be six feet tall, uh, <laughs> you know, drive a stick shift car <laughs> and, you know, do your own taxes. And be and Canadian. Like, Fuck! <laughs> hey. Do your own taxes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I want what I want is I want a final event in the stadium that was like the uh, what was it the 2010 games where it's like three surprise events each individually scored 300 points up for grabs back to back to back because then at least genuinely anything could happen. Yeah, there, there is yeah. mathematical probability that something could happen if Matt yep. Frazier trips and dislocates right. a knee. He's gonna have to do. I mean. The uh, the fact is, like, Dave Castro is going to have to do that mm-hmm. because it's not fun anymore when when Matt Fraser wins on Saturday night and yep. there's a full day of competition <laughs> remaining. <laughs> and he's just like, Matt Fraser is still like, yeah, remember when I said that I'm just going to step on all of your throats? Yep. I'm just going to continue stepping on your throats. And yep. he's like, I have a 300-point lead. Yay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just too fucking good. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing else to be said. I want to talk about 
Lucas Hoberg's tiny Swedish flag. That was, that really was a great, great moment. <laughs> that was great. The important thing is he owned his tiny Swedish mm-hmm. flag. Uh, you know, because uh, he could have he could have just you know he could have tossed it aside, but instead he grabbed it by its corners and thrust. Hell yeah! His six inch wide. Uh, it's not about the size of the flag. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's how you wave how you it. Use it. No. And, ma- and he made that flag the most important flag out there. The, as someone who primarily followed the CrossFit Games this year through our group chat, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was my favorite part too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've got to say, I think Lucas Hogberg is a perfect example of where CrossFit failed this year, mm. and um, that By might not sound buying like the right strange. flag. Oh, for sure. They had a large Swedish flag earlier in the week. How's that? <laughs> what what happened to that flag, right? Yeah, Let's that's talk right. about that one. Uh, so, no, the strange thing is not... It doesn't have anything to do with Lucas Hogberg specifically. It is that CrossFit's coverage of the games this mm-hmm. year was fucking garbage. Yeah. It was in the dumps garbage. Like, previously, there would be segments of time in the day between events where it would be like a a a shift like okay all the morning or afternoon events are Mm. over and now we're moving into the coliseum and during that like 15 minute break it would be the update show hey i'm sean woodland with pat sherwood and here's what's happened today Mm -hmm. this person won this event here's the storylines of these Mm -hmm. person chasing these other people here's the the gaps between it but that did not happen at all. Yeah. So there was a huge, there was like so much confusion as to who was where, what was going on, why they were having events announced out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like events would just show up on the schedule mm-hmm. with no one telling anyone, hey, this is now an event. Like that's yeah. what happened with the, um, with the uh, clean and jerk ladder. The clean and jerk ladder was originally scheduled in the park, uh, mm-hmm. in the stadium. And then, out of fucking nowhere, they just announced it in the Coliseum, and then it's happening in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. So it's like there wasn't, there's no, there's no communication, not about the storylines of the competition, and not about the actual logistics. And where CrossFit failed is they did not cover Lucas Hogberg at all. Mm-hmm. Like this, this year's whatever the fuck this year's stupid CrossFit Games movie is called is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, and out of nowhere, Lucas Hogberg. It's like, no, man, he's been in second place since the mm-hmm. first event. Like, he was on the podium yep. from the start of the fucking CrossFit Games, yep. and they did not talk to him mm-hmm. until Saturday evening. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you, you CrossFit HQ, has have dropped the ball massively mm-hmm. in trying to tell the story. And, like, they can try and fix it a little bit. So the way they do their, their coverage of the games is, the games are over and all this week they're getting all the media recorded. So they're doing all their interviews. They're doing all their VO. They're doing all. So they're doing all of it back to back. So it's really fresh and they can try and fix some of that by, by getting it right this week. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's a shame because Lucas Hogberg is a fucking hilarious character. (laughs) If you guys don't remember who Lucas Hogberg is in 2014, when, uh, if you guys remember, Sam Briggs fucked up the Hansen walk mm-hmm. that year, right? So 2014, uh, Lucas Hogberg also fucked up the Hansen walks mm-hmm. and then was was uh, pulled out for an interview, a uh, sideline interview, because he won the following event. And they were like, Lucas, like you messed up the Hansen walks. Like, what's what's going to happen? He's like, yeah, yeah, I, fu- I fucked up. I fucked up really bad. It was, it was really, you know, I can definitely walk on my hands, but I, I fucked it really bad and I, I've got to just do better. And, uh, you know, I've got to I've got to try. There's nothing left to do this weekend but to fucking bring it. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, you just you just told you just told the fucking sideline answer that you're going to fucking bring it. Like, and that is his hashtag. If yep. you see every post he mm-hmm. has hashtag fucking bring it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's amazing. And mm-hmm. he's hilarious. Yep. And he's a different character, and they did not fucking talk to him yeah. once. And it's a goddamn shame. Like, like I understand maybe they're having these like weird PTSD flashbacks, like Ricky. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, this new guy is on the is on the podium. We can't yeah. trust this. And it's like, dude, you can't act out of fear. Like, mm-hmm. you have to fucking cover this guy because he's proving he deserves to be there the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the best moment, the, be- the best Lucas Hoberg moment, was when he was trying his best to follow like Dave Castro's like weird slow announcement that he was third in third and so the moment he heard his name through what I'm sure was a lot of noise and a, it, not his first language he screams and runs over to the inter- mm. uh, to, to the uh, interview setup at CrossFit Media he goes ah! <laughs> runs over and then Dave Castro's like no, no, no everyone here knows that you've won but I'm we haven't officially announced it yet and he 
beckons him back over so that he can slowly announce that he won so that he can then go back over and he just looked confused and Swedish and embarrassed. It's funny you should say that because I was asking Fakowski about that last event and he goes, yeah, like I finished, I finished ahead of Lucas and then Lucas finished and he's like, I didn't know. He's like, I couldn't tell where we were at. I, I, I looked at my dad. He's like, I looked at my dad in the crowd and I was like, thumbs up, thumbs down because he was doing the math and his dad was like, uh, I don't know because it was a tie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, like at that point, I just assumed that I got fourth place. Yeah, he's yeah. like, that's fine. Like, I'll just assume I got fourth place. And if I get third, great. And if I get fourth, great. It is mm-hmm. what it is. He goes, so I walked over to Lucas and I gave him a big hug. And I was like, hey, man, congratulations. Like, it's been. And he's like, before I even finished my sentence, Lucas is like, did I do it? Did I win? He's like, <laughs> no, man, I'm just saying, like, good job. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so he's like a big Swedish puppy. Like, I don't know. What, it's, it's, it's like the guy, the guy has like this fucking like zest and hilarity yeah. to him that they don't have in a lot of other athletes. And yet mm-hmm. they just refuse to talk to him. It's so weird. It's yeah, so yeah. weird. And even uh. even Matt Fraser was like, um, not about Lucas Hogberg, but Matt Fraser over the past like couple weeks has been has been kind of like, hey guys, whenever you talk to me, it's only during competition, mm-hmm. and I am kind of a dick during competition. Mm-hmm. So you're making me look like I'm just kind of a dick. Like I make jokes sometimes. I have friends mm-hmm. and family. Like I I did, have did a good time. Did anyone else feel that there was a teeny bit of effort made by him this year to try and seem oh, yeah. a bit more human? Yes. Like he was he was starting to give answers. Like it's really you, the fans, that are the reason that I do it, this, it, and it's really important to my heart and stuff. He didn't have he didn't stuff. he wasn't selling it, but he was at least saying the words. Well, no, no, it was really nice yeah. when he like was just like, hey. I was not only sent here from the future to kill John Connor. Uh, <laughs> I have other things. I have friends and family. Like That's there, right. there are things I, I I'm also here to do. Yes, he uh, was like, uh, what is it? Uh, like 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 had little like alcohol rubs underneath both eyes right before the end, <laughs> just to, to like cause him to well up. You know, it's like oh, we noticed you crying. Yes. Uh, we humans often <laughs> express <laughs> fluid from our eyes at, at moments like this. I've worked yeah. hard to cultivate that reaction. Matt, Matt, uh, yeah, mm. Matt was very interesting that he is like finding the need to point out that he's like, hey guys, I too am human. <laughs> <laughs> I too have feelings. Not yes. always anger, not uh. always fitness. <laughs> I feel just, things, I feel bar. <laughs> I, feel, I feel rope. <laughs> Yeah, I feel uh, many things with my fitness hands. There was also it's two years in a row, by the way, that Mike Arsenault has asked the the forbidden question. Yeah, mm. it was like last year. Last year, you could see him loading up the Rich Froning handgun, just like mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking ask him about Rich. And puts the magazine in, pulls it, cocks it back, and and Matt is like, "Don't ask me about Rich." And he's like, "Oh no, not this. I'm not gonna ask yeah. you about that. Why would I even do anything uh-huh. like that?" This year. It's almost like they had this conversation. They knew that Matt was going to win. They had this internal conversation like, "Hey, maybe he's um maybe he's just afraid of the word rich. Like maybe uh-huh. like that combination of sounds, rich, like yeah. that just like bothers him. Like we should ask him about rich without saying the words rich." And Mike is like, "Of course I can do that. I'm a professional sideline announcer." Matt, how would you rank yourself with, um, among the all-time <laughs> greats? And Matt's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Why would you ask me that question? What was amazing is both, after he'd won, both of the questions asked by Mike Arsenault were were very passive-aggressive hostile there, trying to make him as uncomfortable as possible. It was the, how do you rank yourself, uh, you know, Among the greats, yeah. And then the second question was yet another question uh, regarding... How stoic you appear to be <laughs> in person, <laughs> and, and, uh, and having to again respond that, well, you know, I'm in competition, and so outside of competition, I laugh and smile too, like people. And those, <laughs> like, those yeah. are the two questions asked back to back, right after he won. There, the I think, the uh, post victory interviews last year and this year have been have been have been just like have been very like inappropriately bad i'm just thinking about like the the tia tia claire to me last year she's like overwhelmed she clearly wants to be with her friends she she's over there with all all the people who just want and they ask so you have a wedding coming up uh, is that exciting and she's like um 
Yes, I guess. Um, and then she's looking around, trying to scanning the audience. She seems a bit overwhelmed, and then they ask her about it. Well, yeah, I, have, I guess I have a wedding. Something she's trying to get back over there. We just need to no more post victory, no more post victory uh, interviews on the sidelines. Anymore. I, I, uh, I. They've just been really. The media team has like they've hit some things out of the park, but they've also been fucking dropping the ball really yeah. aggressively sometimes so. and uh hopefully they can kind of get out of this like stale rut of content that they've been in yeah, recently yeah. Yeah. um and maybe maybe get better sideline questions because they're all the same and so yeah. all the answers are the same i do it for the crowd you know what did it feel like to to win this event with the crowd behind you well i do it for the crowd so thank you everybody for the <laughs> crowd and, like walking away yeah. as everyone cheers and it's like wow that's just the most fucking masturbatory question yeah. and answer you can ask it, well it was really easy to perform this well in madison wisconsin the greatest city in the country <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so yeah so the crossfit games are over and they're going to be coming back sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, yet again, it's going to be... Who knows the, when they'll happen. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to wait for the white smoke to appear to know <laughs> that the, the season has started yet again. Um, it, is, uh, it is yet again another edition of the Dave Castro Games. And we're all just here to play along with it. So. Goddamn right. And we'll have lots more to talk about. And all of the subsequent weeks of this podcast, when we're not slightly punch drunk from doing it in the morning. Correct. And we remember more <laughs> yeah. from it. I'm going to start remembering things. <laughs> yes. And it's going to be so good. I can't I'm, wait. I'm foggy from all the snacks that I ate while watching the CrossFit Games. It was a weekend of pizza. It was a weekend of uh, an industrial-sized bag of trolley gummy worms that I ate the entire thing. <laughs> Industrial-sized? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Ate all I know those. the size you're talking about. Yes. It it's, was, uh, it's family size plus. Yeah. Yes, it's family made for a factory. Plus, yeah. It is... Well, it's like I was just eating amount. the gummy worms the whole weekend, and then at the end, they uh, they were there was no more gummy worms because they were all inside of my body. But I and then I asked, hey, you know, it, was like, hey, it looks like we finished off these gummy worms, and the rest of the family was like, uh, we didn't need any gummy worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's all me. Well, I like that. I like that you've converted because I remember in prior editions of this podcast, you being befuddled about like why Armin and I were so about the gummy worms. Oh, and, yeah. like, you've no, converted. You're I'm, with us now. I've I get been, it. I mean, I've been on board with gummy listen, worms. he's not 100 percent converted. He was dipping those gummy worms in sour cream and onion dip. <laughs> That's true. I was. There was there was hey, French onion dip. There was to pizza. each his own. That's right. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have <laughs> to say about the games right now. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So uh, let's go and wrap this up. All right. At Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. At Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account. At a supersonic man on an Instagram account and a Twitter account. And, and at accounts. Chase 504 for actual fitness. Correct. Yes. And uh, you can find the show at San Podcast where we never post. Yep. And yes. you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Uh, on I'll be doing Instagram a Sam podcast Instagram takeover soon. Cool. It's going to be a picture of a knee. Yeah. Knee. Uh, Lots of <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook and YouTube at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, let us know what you thought about the games, and maybe we'll talk about your opinions next week. Later. Later. Later.